It is Dukes and Bell. We'll talk more about Landry Fields and his comments about the communication between the Atlanta Hawks and the players. They take on the Pelicans tonight. The next guest on this show, we love him. He's a longtime friend. His name is Kevin. Kevin Harlan, the best in the business. The best. He's calling another Super Bowl. And, Kevin, it's good to talk with you, my friend. How you been, man? It's good to be out with you guys. Thanks so much. I'm doing great. Hope you're doing well. Just heard about the Hawks. Pelicans game coming up on your station tonight. That'll be a good one. I'm, I'm, uh, we were down there a couple weeks ago on MLK Day, and uh, Hawks had a nice win. That was a fun game. No doubt. The uh, the Hawks have been struggling, and, and I want to get your thoughts on some NBA stuff, but i got to start with, with the Super Bowl because how many years is this now, Kevin, for you? How many years have you been calling this game? Uh, this will be the 13th in a row and 14 overall. Okay, because we were talking about it. Uh, from a radio standpoint, guys, you'll get a chance to hear Kevin Harlan. So, listen, I think we got the best two teams, right? We got two incredible stories. Everybody's talking about Nick Sirianni with the Eagles and, and what it means for Big Red. And Mike was talking about, you know, Nick Sirianni last night at, at opening night saying openly that, you know, he holds this uh, little grudge. He's got a chip on his shoulder because Andy Reid didn't retain his services when he took the job in Kansas City. You know, that's not what he's been saying, though, uh, before this. He said that, you know, he was on the staff. Reed came in. Reed, as all these coaches do, promised the wide receiver's job to uh, somebody on his Philly staff. And uh, when he got there, they said, well, here's who is under contract still. And Nick Sirianni was part of the previous staff. And, Reed, you know, a lot of these coaches come in and say, you know, I, I, I've got no time. i got my guy. Sorry, you'll have to figure it out yourself. They don't see him face-to-face or talk to him. Reed brought the guy in. They had a nice conversation, from my understanding. And uh, I don't know if he's just trying to play that up or not. Uh, I think things have worked out pretty well for Nick Sirianni. He, he kind of inherited a good team, good offense, good defense. He's had a pretty good. He's had a pretty good road there. I think I'd be more. And he has said publicly, he's been more more grateful for Reed giving him the time, having a chance to at least interview, get on his radar. But uh, he understood. That's the way the coaching profession is. Right. If, you, if you get a job, you don't think Sean Payton's going to bring a lot of his former <laughs> assistants from around the NFL to Denver? Of course he will, just like all these coaches do when they get a new job. So I get it, and, and that's part of the business, and he should know that's part of the business, and I'm sure he does, and maybe it, maybe it just came out wrong. But I, that's not what I've been reading. I've been reading that he was incredibly grateful for that time and felt that Reed, as a lot of coaches would not do, gave him the time of day and visited with him and talked with them and gave him some nice advice. And I thought that was, uh, that was a classy move by, by uh, Andy Reid. It is. You recognize the voice. It's Kevin Harlan with us, guys. The best in the – the best, Jerry. The best in the business. He'll have the radio call. You'll hear the game right here on 92.9 The Game. And, by the way, we look, uh, we're looking at the draft and free agency. Obviously, the Falcons can do some stuff this year, Kev. We look at the Eagles and the Chiefs, and they got all the stuff that we want that we don't have. How blown away are you by the job that Roseman did from, like, five years ago being the Super Bowl to getting back in from a general manager standpoint? Just, st- just stacking the deck, it looks like. Yeah, both these guys. You know, Brent Beach up in Kansas City as well. I mean, my gosh, what they've done, how they put this together. You know, one of the best moves, quite frankly, that how he – pulled off for the Eagles this year is after week 10 and they were gashed by the Washington commanders running game. I mean, they just obliterated the Eagles. They went out and signed Linval Joseph and they got in Dominican Sioux signed him after week 10 to strengthen the middle. And that changed their defense, which was already good. And, you know, clearly one of the best into something really formidable. And, and those two guys did a great job. Listen, here's Hassan Riddick on one side. 
You've got Brandon Graham in his mid-30s on the other side. You've got four guys on that line with double-digit sacks. And uh, going out and getting A.J. Brown before the season began from the Titans, huge move to help his young quarterback and to make the decision on the quarterback. You know, when he, when they, he was drafted out of Oklahoma, even though he began at Alabama, he finished at Oklahoma, as we know, um, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that they really overreached to pick up Hurts in the second round. Uh, but they saw something in him that was special, and clearly they have been vindicated with that selection. Another wise pick. Uh, Devontae Smith, the receiver, terrific choice. Uh, getting Goddard a couple years ago, Dallas um, Goddard, and, and, and they, they sent Ertz off to Arizona when Ertz was having uh, trouble staying on the field with injuries, as he did again this year with the Cardinals. So, no, Roseman's done a great job, whether it's been signing Darius Slay, uh, getting Bradbury. I mean, like right on down the list, all guys have helped that, that team on both sides of the ball. Kevin Harlan, our guest, guys, here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. He is calling the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 this Sunday. Um, I, I'm curious to know what you think about this defense and how dominant it's been. Kevin, we've seen a lot of great defenses over the years, right? And we're going into a Super Bowl where you've got arguably the best offense taking on the best defense. The two times that's happened in the Super Bowl, the defensive teams have won. How good is this Eagles could, defense? Yeah. Yeah, good question, great point, and I'm on board with you. I, I saw them against San Francisco, and granted, San Francisco, you know, was was uh, just decimated at the quarterback position and could not, even though their team is strong, I mean really strong, and had they had, the, you know, the competence of quarterback, uh, they could have done some damage, I think, in that game. But Philadelphia um, has been playing superb defense, and their two playoff wins uh, attest to that and how they conducted the season. 70 sacks um, at the end of the regular season. They've had four sacks in each of the playoff games. 78 sacks is one of the best records of all time in the history of pro football, third all-time in back of uh, that Chicago team in 84 and 85. I mean, they've been superb. And, and uh, again, talking about Howie Roseman and Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator, what he's done. Um, they're, they're brilliant. I mean, they're going to give the Chiefs all they can handle. I would say that, it, that if you just took it position group by position group, that um, the Eagles are better in all three levels of defense and probably around the offense, maybe aside from quarterback. We don't know what we're getting with Mahomes because of the ankle. He is still the best quarterback in pro football, so I'll give the nod there. I'd probably give it to the Hall of Famer, Travis Kelsey, at the tight end. But aside from that, the Eagles check all the boxes. If you took the top 12 individual players in this game, I think you'd probably go 7, 5, 8, uh, 4 in favor of the Eagles. So man for man and position group by position group, I think they've got, I think they've got the best team, and certainly on defense. Their secondary is terrific. Their pass rush has no peer, and their linebackers have been strong. Um, the Chiefs have got a full day ahead of them. They definitely do. One thing is, though, is Kansas City is one of the best come-from-behind teams in pro football with the best quarterback in pro football. But they're taking on an offense of Philadelphia that has the best first half of any team, and it's not even close in the game. They've outscored everybody. They've got more yards than anybody. Their first two quarters uh, this season – have been the best by far, by far in the NFL. 
Do you think Kevin Harlan is ready for this Super Bowl, Carl Dukes? No doubt. He's ready. He's ready. <laughs> and by the way, Kevin, when, when it's a slow day, sometime for us in sports, we get more mileage out of your radio calls when some nitwit runs on the field or there's a squirrel <laughs> on the field. I mean, I mean, I think some of you, I like, we know you're the best boys for play-by-play for hoops and football, but man, uh, how much fun do you have when some of that, that shenanigans happens on the field? We love it. Yeah, well, it's fun, and you're nice to say that. You know, I, I think people take it for what it is, and that's to kind of have fun of a silly situation. But, you know, as you're doing radio, because you've got to be so lost in the game, you've got to be like your concentration has got to be so on to call it the way it should be called, and that's the challenge, and, and I like that challenge, and I know other play-by-play guys do too, that, that if a balloon came around or a hot dog wrapper went rolling across the field or – or whatever, I think you'd probably call that as well. It's just kind of, you're, you're just so trained to say what you see that sometimes you get caught, and then you go, well, maybe I should just finish it off and talk about the squirrel trying to get in the end zone or some, you know, guys had a little bit too much to drink, you know, running down the field, you know, crazily. So it, uh, it's kind of part and parcel with that job, but you're nice to say that. Like I said, I hope people take it the right way. Kevin, I got to ask. You were there when the Dylan Brooks situation happened with Donovan Mitchell, right? You were there. Boink. I was there, man. I, know. I saw it. I know. I saw it. And I hear you go, hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> and I'm crying because I love the way you were like, something's going down here. Right. And then Reggie, you and yeah. Reggie are, are calling a game, and, and I'm on social media, and people are like, Reggie's not seeing this. Were you guys seeing the same replay we were? Because it, it, yeah. some people were saying it didn't look like Dylan Brooks hit him in the, in the sack before he actually did, and I thought it was pretty clear. That was a crazy situation, Kevin. Oh, of course, yeah. Well, I kept waiting for Reg to say something, and I, I don't know if he felt that, that Brooks's arm was just flailing as he was – trying to get up or like i don't i don't know and that's why i i had to say you know like hey got it he got him in the boys like he, he nailed him right there he, he, and, and and um and and so i i i i could wait no longer it, it had to come out someone had to had to stick their neck on the line and i said baloney flailing he wasn't trying to get up he was trying to rack him and he did and uh and they and so and so, anyway, that's. Uh, I think Reggie was just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, yeah, which right. I applaud, and and that's great. But after a while, you see it so many times. You say, uh, uh-uh. uh, he was going right for the, you know what, and he got him. It was a direct hit, bullseye, right. bullseye. He got him right there, man. Here's a promo. It's uh, Kevin Harley with us, guys. On the Wayforward.com hotline. You're a fool, Kevin. <laughs> I love it. Hey, by the way, you've seen those guys. I mean, they got a little edgy attitude. I mean, are you buying these uh, these Grizzlies to do it this year, or is it still? I mean, it seems like the West is wide open right now in the NBA. Yeah, it is. I uh, the West is open. The East is going to be a torture chamber, and the West is going to be like, who's got everybody back? Like. Like, is Anthony Davis going to be back, and are the Lakers going to be a player, you know, in the last quarter of the season? Are the Grizzlies going to get back Steven Adams, and, and is he going to have the kind of force that made them a complete team? Because without him right now, they are incomplete, and they're showing it. They're staggering a little bit. Um, uh, will, will, you know, Zion, is he going to stay healthy? Can he, is he going to play? Are they going to get their bodies back in New Orleans? Um, you know, there's all these things coming up. Can the Hawks had a nice little ride there for a while? They were kind of cooking uh, after MLK Day and and into Dallas. I think they won down in Dallas, yep. and and they were they were, they were, won like five six games in a row. And and that's 
that's what I think they are. I, I hope they can sustain that and get back to that. Uh, but I do think the West is pretty open. I'm anxious to see what Kyrie does with Doncic in Dallas. That could that could be explosive. Right. Um, Devin Brooks getting back with the Suns. You know, he's got to get his health back. So who's healthy? Who who can handle the war of attrition the best? That will probably rule the, the West. But the East, man, it is going to be a war. Those top four or five teams, buckle up, baby, because it is going to be ferocious. It is. And you're going to be great on the call Sunday. My friend, we wish you the best. Have a great call for Super Bowl 57. Looking forward to just a great game. I know you are, too. We talk about this all the time, right? Just give me a great game. Just give me a good game. Just, yeah, just give, us a, give everybody a great game. I'll look forward to it, and I look forward to seeing you guys down the road.